Thanks for tuning in. Please note that there may be some drilling sound in the background as our boss, Mr. Handyman, decided to do some renovations during our recording time. Our thought is that we didn't allow him to be in this episode, so he's trying to find a way in into our show somehow. So enjoy our podcast with an additional of this nice soothing sound of a drill. Thanks for tuning in to the 24-hour production of Brand Marketing Podcast. This is Gary, and I'm joined by Melissa. Hello. Once again, and we are going to talk about anything and everything about promotional product, branding management, and sometimes digital marketing. And today's episode is titled, Who is the Middleman? We are. But how middle are we? We are technically the bridge that connects promotional products to our customers or clients. That is correct. So uh, from our customer perspective, though, uh, promotional product companies such as ourselves are considered as supplier. Uh, they come to us and purchase branded goods and along with their uh, that goes with their marketing plan. So yes. it makes sense. Yes. But based on our industry terminology, though, uh, we're technically called distributor. Um, not many people know about this. That's right. It's an industry standard. Right. The term supplier, on the other hand, in the world of promotional product, actually refers to another type of players upstream uh, who sits just above, uh, above distributor. And as far as we can see from our perspective, that there's one other major player who's on top of them, which is called manufacturer. Right. We are going to spend time talking about them later, but today we're going to focus mostly on what distributor uh, do and meaning and does. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start from the bottom and we're going to work our way up. Right. Okay. So if you want to hear about the other two, stay tuned to a different episode. And um, so this is it right now. What does it mean uh, to be a distributor, Melissa? Well, I mean, on the in the simplest way I can explain, we just make sure that the client's products arrive correct and on time. Right. Correct and on time. It might sound a very simple, but yes. there's a lot behind that, right? Like, because uh, there is a number of things that we do, um, especially that we need to communicate properly to our client, the proper timeline, the proper product, and all that extra stuff. And speaking of communication though, how do you generally do when you communicate or interact with the client? Okay, well there's lots of different ways now, obviously, that we can communicate and interact. We do have online meetings, we, I still work by email. I know I'm supposed to be texting more. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, email, texting, I pick up the phone still and, and online meetings. Or we invite people to come and see us here in the office. What do you generally talk about when you are doing, when you're talking to your client? Through well, different variations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I certainly have a list of questions that I like to ask right out of the gate. I'm big on communication, and it's just more efficient if you're getting all the answers up front before we start the process, because it is, it can be labor intensive when we're starting to work on a project for mm -hmm. clients. So I'm asking things like um, what your timeline is. Um, do you... Uh, have a quantity of item in mind? Do you even have an item in mind? A lot of times people already know what they want and they just come to us looking for it to get branded. I ask them um, if this is an event and if there's a theme to the event. I ask um, what the drop dead in hand date is for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, and then I ask if they have artwork already created and in a vectored uh, um, format so that we can look at it and use it. I like to see what I'm doing you know, with, the, with artwork because I quote product according to what I know can be done on the product. Right. Right. 
Um, I think there's also like budget. Oh, budget's huge. It's the big one. It's big, and sometimes sometimes clients are are willing to give that information, and sometimes they're less than willing to sort of give us that. It just it helps in so many ways. Um, it's just a way more efficient way for us to work. Yeah. Because we're getting them, we can get them anything they need within a specific budget. Right. We just need to know what that budget yeah, is. Yeah, sometimes I feel like because they maybe they only got a number in their head and they want to see if their idea matches with the number that you provide. Right. So that's why, I mean, it's there's one, there is a one way to do it, but it's not the most, uh, it doesn't help us the most, but we will try to take it out of you. Yes. If you ask, if yes. you if you ask us for marketing needs, we're gonna take it out of you. Oh, I keep asking the question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. you can hide it for so long. Yeah, but yeah. We, we'll find it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, you talk about uh, most. Of course, we are called promotional product. So yes. let's talk about product real quick. Okay. So generally, uh, what do you what do you say like when you're providing product? Like, okay. was there a standard that you guys? Well, yeah, do. I mean, I can speak for myself and I think I can speak for my colleagues here. We generally, when we're sourcing product, we like to offer two or three choices per mm-hmm. category, mm-hmm. Um, sort of a good, better, best option. There's lots of reasons for that. Um, we're looking at inventory and inventory changes on a daily basis. So you might select a product and not be able to get it you know, next day. So then we'll move on to the, the second product that was selected. Mm-hmm. But it also gives um, the clients a good price range, too, of what's available and uh yeah, two to three, two to three, you know, items, and then again per category. So some of these proposals can be really, really big. Right. So I like to I like like to hear th- three products because not only you mentioned good, better, or best, but it also provide an alternative if any case anything happens. Uh, so if product A for whatever reason was not available at the time that you order, because sometimes we know we send them your proposal, but we might not get a reply until a month later. Right. So the, the product that you wanted might not be available at that time, but at least you have two more alternative options. Right. Um, so you don't have to go back and do the research again, and it makes it easier for both client and ourselves. Yeah, and also the other thing about um, doing the sourcing and having an expert do that for you, and I consider myself an expert in sourcing, is that we may be able to find something comparable to what you actually want with another supplier or vendor. So mm-hmm. we're always trying to take care of your needs and wants. Perfect. So, um, like, I know there are some of us here, uh, which is, I'm not going to name who, but like to give a lot of options. Yes. <laughs> Way too many options. However, I think there is a merit to it if you have a good relationship with, uh, with the client, with the consultant, or with us. Uh, yeah. Generally, we want to provide you as many, um, as many options as possible. However, there is a limit. We don't want to give you too much. We don't, we don't want to overwhelm you. That is. Because if... If we do, you might as well go online and search it up. If you right. will have a thousand more options. That's right. But we are providing product that are not only uh, from suppliers that we trusted, but also that they also stand by the same kind of policies as we do or um, uh, quality, yes. Yes. like fit your pricing and all that stuff that we just mentioned. And also like, we're fine tuning according to our customers' criteria. So, yeah. I mean, we could go crazy, but it's, it is overwhelming. So I think, I think we do a good job and a good balance. I think we have a good balance there. I also think we have a good balance. So now, now let's move on to the next one. Um, and we probably hear this a lot and it happens to us all the time Yes, is what happened if there's something that just doesn't, this is not working right. Like, like for example, before I said, um, product A may not be available right now. What would you do? Okay, well, that's. 
again, that's where, you know, working with somebody that's, you know, been at it for a while and has experience comes in handy because we are solution providers as well, right? Mm -hmm. We are going to follow your order from, you know, from A to Z until delivery. We want to make sure that everything is seamless and it goes mostly without incident. However, we are known as uh, fire putter outers (laughs) and we are known as miracle workers around Christmas because there are things that come up. And one of the things that comes up and that becomes out of our control is when the order actually gets shipped. Because once it's in the courier's hands, there's nothing we can do except, you know, like what we track it and watch it. I mean, last week, you and I have talked about this. And I know Mm. as as salespeople, it can sound trite because we really are invested in getting things right and getting the, you know, the orders to you on time and in in good, you know, good manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, last week, I mean, I had a colleague literally chasing a UPS truck downtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Looking for an event order that we could deliver. I know we we do we have to do some of those things um, now and again, but it do, it does happen behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we're always just sitting in front of a computer and hope for the best. There, I think we have our hands in every part of it um, until it get delivered. Right. Like even after delivery, we still worry about oh, did it. Uh, did it worked out the yes. way that it should be? Yes. Right. So I think the putting out fire part is so accurate. It's not, and the fire doesn't just happen at the end. No. It happens through the entire um, project. I would say. Okay. Let's let's face it. We know one thing for sure. Yeah. If an order starts out and there are problems, it's going to be a problem order throughout. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the universe. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like we we yeah. no matter what we do, sometimes things can go awry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, like, yeah, we 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 see that often. I think we don't see that as often as you think. But no. once we do, though, it does take up a lot of our time. Yes. Because we, again, once again, we care about the project that we handle. Yeah, but that's what I like about um, the fact that you're that the clients and customers are working with somebody that's or our agency, which has been around for a while, is we stand by what we do. So if there are errors, if there are mistakes, if there are challenges, we are taking care of those for you. We are not going to leave you hanging. We will come up with a solution. Yeah. So one of the other things that uh, I believe it is a critical part for promotional product or working with a promotional product professional is about decoration because um, they are the one that knows about all these type of decoration and what is possible and what is not possible. Right. So like, what do you determine what decoration method you use Mm -hmm. at whatever request that you got? Yeah, well, quite often a product can have uh, have more than one decorating capability. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually do have options. And that's why I like to look at the artwork before I even get started because I want to know what I'm dealing with. Do you mm-hmm. have a four-color process design? Do you have a one-color? Can it be lasered? Can it be etched? Can it be a screen print? Can it be... Does it translate to embroidery? Well, does... It, so that's why I like to see everything because I'm going to tell you as an expert what I what decorating I think works best on the product that you want I think it's also rely on the speed do you need yes. sometimes some of the right. clients really need it like say two weeks uh, earlier than what a normal would need to be then you can't really focus on certain decoration method um, th- at that time if you need speed we're down to one color imprint on one location or maybe a one location embroidery with only maybe a left chat size three by three right. kind of size right uh, uh, However, like if you have a little bit more time, you open up a lot more doors to different decoration method, even like a combination of decorations. We've seen suppliers that can or decorators that can do a laser underneath and an embroidery on top and yeah. then an applique yeah. to the right. Yeah. So if you have more time, 
it opens up to a whole wide range of different type of decorations. Options. In addition, like just not just a left chest, but also like something much more crazy, much more better, much more stunning. Yes, absolutely. All right. So uh, speaking of decoration, which relates to artwork, uh, what do you really like when you do the artwork requirement? What do we really talk about? Because sometimes people will come to us and say, "I have a logo. Put it on this." T-shirt for me, right? But sometimes it doesn't quite work like that. How no. does it work? Well, okay. So this is an area that's not really my area of expertise in the sense that I'm not a graphics person. Mm -hmm. So luckily, we have graphics in house here. Mm -hmm. So um, I can send artwork that gets sent to me and and find out is this going to work as a full color imprint on the front of a t-shirt is this resolution high enough does this is this the correct format i mean all i honestly all i know is that i need generally a vectored uh yeah. a file to yeah. give to my supplier in order to digitize embroidery set up a screen for screen print set up machine for lasering mm -hmm. whatever the decoration method is i need to give them good artwork vector artwork vector so for those of you who don't know what vector artwork is i'm going to explain it a little bit Yay. so vector artwork is basically it's mostly done on illustrator um and you can do it in indesign too however in design you do need to change it back to a vector in order to do it but uh so vector artwork is basically what you see however all the little uh little images that in in your in your artwork is not no longer dot which is called pixel is no longer a pixel. It's now is a line and it's filled with certain colors. So they, in our terms, we like to call it line drawings. They are literally drawings. So even if it's a text, it convert it into a line. So once the vector artwork is completed, you cannot change the text anymore because they no longer a text. They are pictures of lines. Right. So it's complicated. It's complicated. However, that is the industry standard. Yes, it is. Laser engraved uses it. Screen printing uses Everybody it. Everybody Embroidery uses it. Everybody uses it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the reason is because when you expand and or contract it, that artwork in vector, it keeps the integrity of that logo. Right. But if you use a JPEG or a PNG, those this are called pixels. Yes. And when you contract or expand them, they become fuzzy. That's right. So yes. that's the reason why we need Vector. It's not because you have an artwork and we can't use it and we ask for a different artwork so that you can use our art department. It's not because of that. No. It's because we want to keep the integrity of your logo or your yes. artwork proper on every different material or decoration method. Right. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So that's, that's the reason behind that. Now, there's one more big aspect of it uh, away from artwork that is, is delivery because... Now we've been talking about product, which is near the beginning with research, middle kind of artwork and kind of how the decoration works. Now we talk about the end, which is de delivery. Now, logistic wise, uh, I think a mark, a, one of the promotional product professional can tell you is that is the timing realistic. Right. And right out of the gate, we, we want to know that. And so I kind of referenced that a little bit earlier. Mm. I need to know what your timelines are. I need to know what your drop dead in hand date is because if for some reason something goes wrong, I can fix it before it actually gets delivered or make arrangements. What I mean there is make arrangements to go from like ground shipping to expedited air shipping mm -hmm. if it's, you know, with, with the customer's consent so that we are actually making things on time. But timelines are very, very important. Now, generally speaking in our industry, 
we we like to allow i mean if we can three to four weeks from the start of an order to delivery mm-hmm. um but we we are known and this is where the miracle working comes in yeah. to work within much tighter time frames but that's why it's necessary to be told up front what your t- you know what your your date is or what your timeline is because then then i can work with it right so um, think about our name, right? That we came up with 24-hour production. That is a term that is actually in our industry that is designed for us, the distributor, to use, utilize some of the supplier who offer 24-hour production. And what they do specifically, I have a chance to visit one of our supplier in Miami at one point, and they showed us how 24-hour production works. So when we place the order before 5 p.m. here, um, whatever 5 p.m. it is, it, let's say Mountain Standard Time, they will take this artwork and send it along with the product over like at, in the evening, and they will have machine running at the evening portion of it. Right. So that the next morning they can ship it out, which really means that they're working overnight just to try to get it right. over there. That's the machine, why some, machines are running 24. Exactly. Machine hours. doesn't need to sleep. That's right. Human do so. Yeah. Let the machine do the work while we sleep. Yeah. So in, in doing that, that's why sometimes uh, there is a rush charge yes. like that is associated with it, or something called like a 24-hour production charge. Yes. Um, not because we want more, more of your money, but because it is paying the over, like the, the thing that are working overnight. Right? Yes. So yes, that's yes. why. And they're usually not, not that expensive. No. But and the, it, it helps you in a pinch. Right. But the disclaimer there is... 24-hour production is one thing and the shipping is another. So because, and we'll get into this more when we talk about Mm -hmm. our supplier friends and preferred vendor partners, um, depends where they are. So overnight in Alberta, the prairies, our stuff is usually coming from a, the the East Coast or the West Coast. So you can tack on like a four or five day shipping from East ground Mm -hmm. or like a two day from the West Coast. So it's, it's really not 24 hours necessarily to you. Mm-hmm. It's 24-hour production. Right. That's the name. Yes, true. Okay. Right? Yep, that is correct. So the cost and the speed of logistic is part of how we calculate what supplier or what product we're offering our client. Yeah. So. Yes. And those are the things that we think about when we are putting product presentations together. Exactly. Who can do it in your timeline? Who can... You know, we yeah. Those are the those are the things we're considering all the time behind the scenes. Now that we talk about pretty much all the entire life cycle of a project, promotional product project, the last thing that we want to touch on is price. We've, we this is the this is a topic that I think all of us are kind of like skimmish about. We are uh, because we don't want to say oh, there's a lot of it, it costs X amount of dollar all the time because like we've kind of alluded to it from before. It's saying that it's all the variables put together determine the price. It's not like there's going to be always a set price. It is there is a set price for certain things. If you do things standard, there's a set price for doing that. However, if you have variations of anything, the price may change in certain conditions. Well, also, we we as an industry have an industry standard or an industry formula for pricing. Mm -hmm. And we are basing our pricing to our clients and customers uh, based on it's based on the MSRP yeah. of what, what our what our suppliers are telling us the product is worth. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a com- complicated situation, but um, that's why it may vary. Like um, 
for you know we'll get into this further but you know we have we have partnered with some preferred vendors so we get special pricing mm -hmm. i can pass along to you there's another distributor out there that may not get that special price exactly so that's why you're going to see differences in prices for the same product sometimes yeah and i also think like the price thing is not always the biggest factor in the sense of in the sense of the entire project um i think which what if i found very interesting for the industry that we're in is each individuals in this building can set their own price yes. based on what it is. That is true. So um, because not only is based on like the stuff that we talk about, maybe the relationship that you have with this person, or uh, maybe it's a long term uh, uh, client of yours, or it is just a one time client of yours. Um, the pricing made made different is because of certain things, certain elements, factors, the factors, right? So I I think it's so interesting that. All cons all those consultants can set their own price, and no, not a, not the company um, set like you must charge this. Right, but the the thing that the thing that's difference there the, the difference there is that we are then playing with profit. Yes. basically we're playing paying you know playing with what I'm going to take in as a paycheck. Yeah, but yes, I do have some of that flexibility, and again, this is why. Tell me your budget. Tell yeah. me where you need to be. Tell me what you want to spend on an item. Because the industry is so vast and there's so much to select from, I will find you the product you need at the exactly. price point you need. Exactly. So like, I think at, at the end of the day, if you, the more information you can tell the professionals, That's right. they can come up with the best plan possible for you. Um, now, that does not discount that people are going to go out and do their own research. We welcome that. However, I think at the end of the day, we are providing the stuff that we know it's going to get here. Okay. You know, I was thinking about this because yeah. I was thinking about, you know, what, how, how do I distinguish myself or what, what am I in this industry? Mm -hmm. And really, I am an industry professional and I'm an industry expert. I don't go to my tire guy and say, I'm going <laughs> to buy I'm going to buy those tires for a certain price because I Googled it. And do you know what I'm saying? Like they set, they know what they're doing. Mm. They know what service and product they're providing. Yeah. Well, just like I know after 26 years in this industry, what product I, I'm very comfortable with my products. I'm very comfortable with pricing. I'm the expert. I want to take that load off you. I don't want, I don't want my customers to have to do the work. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you need and I'm going to find it for you. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, that, that's pretty much sums it up. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go on to something a little bit different yes. um, because our industry changes all the time and we talked about that last episode as well. It's been changing ever since day one. Um, and the only way for us to... There must, there's so much information out there. How do you, again, as a professional, how do you keep up with all these new things that are coming out? Okay, well, so um, we are part of two big associations. One is international, one is Canadian. Both of those associations have big trade shows once a year. We attend those to find out what's new, what's trending, what's innovative, and also just to reconnect with our partner, our supplier partner friends, mm -hmm. and see what you know what we want to be selling for the year. We go to local supplier trade shows. There's a lot of um, we have local um, multi-line reps, and they put on shows. We go to those. We go to the websites that we deal with, and we find out what's new and what's trending we go to webinars we do a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one product knowledge meetings um, we are we just yeah we keep up we, we keep up with everything all year long yeah sometimes what I like to do is when I see something new it doesn't happen all the time but when I see something new 
even in the presentations or in the in the trade show or whatever, just a supplier website, I would order them in and just to test it to make sure it actually works. Yeah. Because I don't want to sell something right. that is not going to work at the end, or yeah. I don't even know how to use. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that it that it's open to us as a distributor to have. Now we don't have all the samples because I only go to the samples that I interested, which is mostly tech. If you should see my desk, it's full of tech <laughs> things, and I. Still trying to figure out how to use some of this stuff in there, and I have you have no idea how many Bluetooth speakers I have had at home, so all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I want to test them all. I want to see it's good quality. I only want to sell things that are, or at least at least present things that I know is not only going to work, but is going to be impressed yes. by the person who touched and feel. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay, so now finally, um, our sub- and one of the things that it's also very unique is if you do your if you do search online a lot, especially our client does now nowadays, um, which we talked about before, you do see our suppliers online. However, our suppliers don't generally um, sell it to the general public. They no. do go through us, that's, the distributor. That's why we're the middleman. That's why we're the middleman. Uh, so th- there's a reason for that, not only because. It's it saves them time, so they don't have to deal with individual orders. Correct. Where we share some of the load of that, plus we have our relationship, which expands into their horizon. So they we can hit industries that they might not even think about with the product that they offer. So we are the one that kind of putting the creative mind behind how the product is being used. So sometimes when a supplier comes to us, here's a water bottle, it's brand new. But then it is up to us to say this water bottles work perfect for this industry yes. or that industry yes. or that person. Yes. Oh, maybe that this guy, this school is going to need one of those. Correct. It's the same water bottle. Yeah. So it saved the supplier time to think about all these different areas that they can get. It's now up to us to be creative with right. it. And the, the only other thing I would I would say too is like there are a lot of distributors out there. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you Google, you'll you'll find. You know, you, we have everybody from a you know one person home business to yeah. multi level corporations to to us. We're kind of in the middle, but we also do digital, so we're kind of a, a different marketing agency now. Um, and so it's it's really about picking um, how do you know like how do you choose? I think it's about picking somebody that has experience and Mm -hmm. can share that wisdom and really kind of knows what they're doing. And then I really do think you have to determine whether you're a good fit with a a client or a customer and vice versa, whether they are a good fit with you, a best fit. That's correct. Um, And then, and then the relationship builds and and we go from there. I think that's kind of like, kind of like dating, right? Like in a sense, it's basically dating. So you are, except now we want a long-term relationship with all our clients. (laughs) Which could be upwards of 50. And we're not marrying you. But we want want long term. Yes, but we want long term. And and, um, so you kind of want to understand like what the style that you're looking for most of the time. So you don't have to come to us and say, oh, you're not hitting the product selection that I wanted. We want to be at least in a uh, proximity of what you're looking for. Uh, but giving you extra ideas where you can kind of mix mix and match right. to those. Right. But we also don't want to be so far off in distance that we have to basically hunt you down every now and then. So at the end of the day, it's the communication between um, our client and ourselves. Yep. That it's keeping it open. We, we try not to bother you as much, but, you know, kind of like dating. Uh, we won't text you all the time, but we <laughs> expect you to text us every now and then too. 
So that's the idea. Absolutely. <laughs> Big time relationship building. Yeah. So um, if you are interested, we, you can always continue to subscribe to our channel and we'll talk more about distributorship too here and there because obviously that's one major things that we do. And um, like I said, next time we're going to talk about something else, but it's still going to be about distributorship at some point. Yes. Right. So if you want to follow us, you can continue to subscribe to our channel. Uh, or our podcast right here or if you want to message both Melissa and I you can find us on LinkedIn and the easiest way to go is to go search creative promotional marketing agency on LinkedIn and under staff you can find Melissa Milligan and you can also find Gary which is Gary Mankit Chan or I think it's just Gary Chan um, and then you can connect with us there and then send us a message and then we'll, we'll read the message when we read the comment and maybe who knows we might include some of those into our next podcast absolutely so for now thank you for listening uh, to our podcast and have a good day thank you bye bye bye